0: Going on to Nick podcast. I'm Isaac. And I'm Nick. I had a place of atmosphere since there was really nobody who had like an outstanding Monday or a Tuesday.
1: Um, I feel that. Um, I really do. Uh, I honestly would have thought Kofi just just because of the the gauntlet, but too much damn. fuckery. Yeah.
0: Um let's jump into things here. So, basically, Monday Night Raw starts off with Seth Rollins in the ring. Um, and then Paul Heyman comes out, says Brock Lesnar's here, this and that. And I just kind of was like, eh. No.
1: Um, wait. Did that start? Is that what started the show? What started the show off? I think it was. Yeah, no, it was Paul Heyman and Brock, Brock Lesnar. The- That's right. And then um, Seth comes out. No, not Seth. What's his name? Uh Drew McIntyre comes out and is like, Yeah, finally somebody understands me and gives me the respect that I deserve and then Seth Rollins comes out and beats the holy hell out of him with a chair.
0: That's right. Oh my god, I can't believe I, I forgot about that. Monday seems like a week ago to me right now.
1: It seems so far. <laughs> oh man. This this was a long week. Like oh, in yeah. terms it was a long week. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see here. Uh, that chair warped pretty bad.
1: Yeah, and I always say to myself when I look at that, it's like that has to hurt. Like I want somebody to hit me with one of those chairs because I need to understand like that pain. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we even though know, we see it so much, we kinda get numb to it and we're like, Oh yeah, that 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 sucks. Oh, he beat him down with a chair. But then like I guess if we were actually hit with one at the force that they hit each other with i think we'd be singing a different tune mm.
0: i don't want to get hit by the chair
1: i kind of do just to win just to know what it feels like it's kind of like when like actually no no guy has ever said i want to know what it's like to get kicked in the balls <laughs> yeah
0: fuck that no um so our first match of the night is finn baylor <laughs> and bronch drummond versus leo rush and bobby lashley um poor leo rush gets his ass kicked
1: Man, I just hate the fact that Leo Rush gets so disrespected. Like, <laughs> he just gets so disrespected. I mean, the man is, like, extremely talented. It, it just sucks.
0: Absolutely. So, Braun Strowman and FanBale pick up the win uh, pretty easily. Um, next, we get uh, Moment of Bliss. Uh, her special guest is Elias. Um, he basically announces he's going to be the uh, musical act for WrestleMania. Um,. And then he gets interrupted by the conga line. This time it was being led by uh, Tucker and Otis. Hmm. Um, Elias gets up. He gets attacked by a masked person. And, of course, it's Noe Jose.
1: I like his hair. It's cool. It's it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Uh.
0: So we get Elias versus Noe Jose. A pretty quick match. Elias picks the win.
1: Yeah. Um, this whole thing was kind of wasted. Uh, I guess it was just to get him on TV, but the disrespect to no way, to no way Jose, like the, the total just disregard to that man's like actual talent. Like he is a sideshow act and it sucks, man. Dude,
0: He's big. Look at him. He's good looking. He's athletic. He can move in the ring.
1: Yeah. But he came up with this shtick. It's, it's like, okay, now you're this player that just comes in and does his part and that kind of sucks to me yeah it is uber talented
0: uh next we get uh kurt angles out in the ring he announces that he's going to be um facing baron corbin at wrestlemania for his final match
1: i have nothing to say yet
0: yeah we'll talk about that later out comes chad gable chad gable um is wrestling kurt angle they uh, chad gable shows them uh, ultimate show respect shakes his hand they have a really good
1: match oh my yeah. gosh like it was really looking at kurt angle versus kurt angle yeah i loved it that honestly to me should be the match at wrestlemania like the old guard with the new um especially if uh chad gable was like a singles competitor like I, I would love to see that match um, or but anyway this match was really good I liked it I liked the pace of it um, I liked how you can tell that Chad was like studied him like they have similar like, a strong similar background they're both uh, Olympic athletes um like that was a great match between those two
0: it was a lot of fun Credit <clears throat> because of the win with the angle lock um, after the match, uh, they shake hands. Uh, Baron Corbin's out. Talk some shit. Uh, thank you, Kurt. Chance start, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, next we get, uh, or Apollo Cruz is backstage and basically talks so much shit to Baron Corbin. Mm. It was so this Apollo Cruz. Is Apollo Cruz? I wish we got a long time ago.
1: Right. Like uh, that. That's all we wanted because all we kept saying was he just we just need to see him on the mic. We, need, we he needs more personality.
0: Exactly, we need to get some personality of the man. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I could find the backstage interaction. Um, I cannot. Anyway, so basically, uh, uh, Paula Cruz is like, dude, nobody likes you. Uh, the revival standing right there. Um, Baron Corbin turns to them and is like, they like me. They laugh and walk <laughs> off, saying, no, we don't.
1: Oh my gosh, that was hella funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> hell no. no <laughs> hell no. Oh, dude. Um, next we get Sasha and Bailey. They're out in the ring. Um, they get interrupted by uh, Beth Phoenix and um, Natalia, Natty. And so we get Sasha Banks versus Natty. And, of course, um, Tamina Snicker comes out and Nia Jax and they attack. That
1: This whole thing is kind of weird, but I'll take it.
0: I mean, it's setting up a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the raw for the uh, women's tag team titles.
1: And I, I see the, I see it. I dig it. I just wish that it was uh, the Lita and Troy Stratus, but you know, whatever.
0: But you know, we're fans of, of Beth.
1: No, yeah, and we totally. love Natty. Yeah, love Natty. We just love. want some,
0: want some more legends up in there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun to have a lot of the past and the present. Um, three Hall of Famers in this, like, match would be fantastic.
0: Uh, Ricochet versus Jim Mahal's next. <laughs> Ricochet puts on a clinic, and Ricochet picks the win with a 630.
1: Just the disrespect once again. Just the disrespect. I mean, Ricochet went against who? Um, See, there you go. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, huh? Like... General Mahal, um, he deserves a little bit more respect because he was the WWE champion. But, like, Ricochet versus him, it was just like, hey, let's throw Ricochet out there and have him do all these moves so then you can remember who he is. Um, that That's kind of boring. Like, let him showcase how good of a wrestler he is, not just the flashy stuff that he can do.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, and... That's what – I'll talk a little bit more about flippy thingies um, regarding Velvetine Dream and, and people's opinions on him. Uh, mm. n- next, we get the Roman's title match. Dana Brooke versus Ronda Rousey. I know you were hyped for this match. Didn't last <laughs> very long. Ronda Rousey slaps on that armbar and makes her tap out
1: bruh like i'm not even gonna front i was actually re- way more hyped than i should have been for
0: this match you weren't the only one There was a lot of people online that were like giving dana brooke her props
1: thank you and there actually was a um a hashtag that went out that was give dana a chance and i wholeheartedly agree give her a chance like she went out there uh last week and cut you, you said that it was kind of like eh, but to me i thought it was fantastic because she showed so much honesty in there and i feel like that we've we've been feeling for a long time that that makes better promos when you have that honesty in there he she had dropped that honesty it sounded shaky because she was being so real about it and her feelings behind it um that's why i really was like okay she has something that can really go with uh, go with her story and try to like build her. Um, she has it. We just need her to be to get that more, to get that uh, time on the camera in front of everybody and really showcasing her skills because um, it's kind of like Aaliyah. We know that Aaliyah is talented, yeah. But how many times do we see her on TV? Not enough. Not enough at all. But how will we know if she's talented or if she's ready or if we're going to accept her if we don't get to see her as much? I already and- have. That. I know you have. But <laughs> I think Dana is like, I think Dana could be uh, a women's champion that we would love to hate. I think that she would be great. But oh, it's I agree. Like, actually, it's more like General Hall. We didn't have that fire for Jinder Mahal when he first came back. It was just like, oh, wow, you got big. Okay. And then he started making you a believer. And then when he held on to the title, you believed. You hated it, but you believed. Uh, Dana Brooke has that ability to do the same thing. But give her a chance. And I was hella hype. I I was really hype, and I hated that the match ended that quickly. But then it made me think, Vince, you owe her. You owe her. She went out there and, like, took that ass beating. And I don't know if you noticed, but I certainly did. um, The armbar was not like how she applied it to everyone else. That's true. Everyone tucks their arm and then they tap out. She took it. Give her her flowers. Give this woman the flowers. You owe her, Vince. You owe her, Triple H. She went out there and took that ass beaten. She took that ass beaten uh with Asuka when she first appeared. She took that ass beaten from uh Mickey James. She took that ass beaten from from Sasha Banks, from Charlotte. Like, you owe her. You owe her. That's all I'm that's that's just how I feel. Uh after the match what, should have opened this show up with Dana Brooks' music if we can find it. But I'm just saying <laughs> Um You owe t- her. After the match, uh,
0: Ronda Rousey continues to beat her up. Uh, security comes out, um, try to stop her. A uh, security guard puts his hands on her. She snaps, takes him down. Travis Brown hits another uh, security guard in the face with a forearm. forearm. Uh, Travis Brown is uh, Ronda Rousey's little whipping boy, aka her husband. Uh, he picks her up, drags <laughs> Son- her to the barrier, and they like, take off together.
1: He has, like, he's nothing to uh, slouch either because. Um, I was talking to my friend, and he was like, okay, who is uh, her husband? Like, why? Like, oh, he just threw that. I was like, dude, he's a fucking UFC fighter. He can fight. He's done to fucking sleep on. So for him to throw that, it was just like, hmm, why do I feel like there might be, like, a, a mixed tag team match in the future with her and her husband versus, like, Stephanie and Triple H because of all the bullshit that's going on? I feel like this is, like, a huge setup for something longer.
0: Mm, we'll see uh yeah. next we get Apollo Cruz versus Baron Corbin uh I really liked Apollo Cruz's performance in this match he ends up picking up the win uh he did a lot of cool shit in the ring but got zero reaction
1: I feel it um but did you like take a look at everything that was going on like did you see like the crowd at all no the crowd just felt so dead to me yeah and- more than Chicago yeah, they were in Chicago. So it was just like, wh- what is it? I think it was more of like, Corbin. it wasn't about him. It was about Corbin.
0: Yeah, Corbin has Xbox heat.
1: Ooh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's just deep HR. And I love Corbin.
1: I I, I like him a lot. I, I was big on him from the beginning. Well, not from the beginning. Let me not lie. He, I was big on him when he cut that... Um, was it talking smack promo when he was like i'm not here to be friends with anybody like i'm I'm here i'm not looking for my next best man or someone to invite to my wedding i'm here to just make money like i respected that what's crazy to me i respected that in the wwe but i won't respect that in hip-hop
0: hmm I guess that's a conversation me and you need to have on the uh, Reckless Effect.
1: No, we will. I'm actually writing down a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about. Like, <laughs> I I really have been thinking about this. That's why I set that up. Uh, reckless <laughs> Effect podcast, everybody. Check that out. Anyway, <laughs> no, but um, I respected it because it was a sense of reality, and it spoke to his character in this show or in the WWE. So up to this point now, I am I still am high on him and his ability But I'm just not feeling this Baron Corbin because I feel like it's just in limbo. Like he's just there and we don't know what to do with you. So we're going to stick you in like places that we hope will work, but it's not really working. And please take off the fucking shirt and vest, you know, get some fucking gear, get some gear. I just feel like it's going to look weird. Like I feel like he thinks like, I don't know, but he needs something new because this just ain't working anymore.
0: Yeah, Uh, next we get Dave (laughs) Batista. I basically calls Triple H a control freak. Um, Yeah, basically he says that he doesn't feel like he owes Triple H his career, all this other stuff, and it was quite actually. Batista's Batista's
1: good on the mic. was his best promo.
0: Yeah, he's so good. I I don't think he gets enough respect for what he can do on the microphone.
1: I don't think that he gets the respect, um, like all around. I don't think he gets the respect that he's like truly deserved. of. and I, I like when he said, I like when um, uh, Michael Cole was like in 2010, you quit the company, and it was like, dude, what about the time he came back and then quit again? Uh, <laughs> right. No, um, the focus on that specific time was interesting to me because I felt like the bigger play and the better play would be to go for when he quit after Evolution came back together to go against the Shield. I think that would have been a better one to discuss because then it would talk about how he had been used for so long and then Triple H asked him to come back. And then when he comes back, he doesn't get what he's promised, which was the one-on-one championship uh, match. And then uh, they used him as the muscle to try to beat up the Shield. But then when he wasn't going to get what he was promised after the match, he was like, that's when he truly realized that Triple H ain't shit. Like, that would have been the better story. But I do like it overall. I just wish that he would have talked about that part or done something in that degree. Yeah. You know?
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. Next we get uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Even after getting Molly Whop like that. McIntyre is out there. Um, my only criticism is is that I've seen Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins tear the house down to the point where it's no longer special.
1: Hmm, that's interesting.
0: Um, the way this match ends is uh, Brock Lesnar comes out, distracts um, Seth Rollins, he gets a Claymore kick, Drew picks up the win and basically uh, he's laughing his ass off all the way up the rep.
1: I disagree with uh, – no, I agree with you um, that it just didn't feel, like, special. Um, but I, I I, wasn't mad at the match. I thought it was – Oh, uh, I liked it. Match, yeah. I thought it was decent um, Like because I keep thinking about, like, how many times have we seen two wrestlers go at it over and over and over and still find a way to create magic? Um, Like Gargano and Ciampa They can literally fight forever Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn They can fight forever uh, John Cena and Randy Orton They can fight forever um, Daniel Bryan really uh, Man he can really fight anybody And it'll be great Except for Big Cass That was terrible But my point is um, a lot of those people who can fight over and over and over know how to create the magic. I feel like this one was just a little lackluster. Like they were just more concentrating on the the payoff on the end rather than having the tail.
0: Right. Um,
1: and I don't know. It, it just felt kind of like whatever. But I like the fact that Brock Lesnar came out again. I like that. It showed the commitment to uh, the story of trying to get inside the head of Seth Rollins, and I'm really, I'm really into it. I think Brock Lesnar's growing up, but I also think he's leaving, so whatever.
0: Um, let's see here. Let's jump into SmackDown. SmackDown kicks off with The Miz cutting a really good a promo, um, saying, "Give
1: that man his flowers." That was great.
0: It was really good. Basically, and Miz is, it's a babyface.
1: Miz is a baby face. Damn,
0: Miss is a baby face. Um, he goes on to sit, accept the match, uh, basically saying that Shane McMahon's an asshole, um, and that everybody told him, don't trust him, because Shane is a McMahon. Damn right. Um, I his- just
1: love the fact that it just felt real. It, it did. felt good. And um, when he said that, I deserve it, and then the crowd started getting behind him and says, you deserve it, and he's like, damn right I do. Like, I, I loved it. Like he is, he's he's a face. He's a baby face. And what's crazy to me is that when he was a baby face, what, like six, seven years ago, that shit did not work. When he got um, the figure four from uh, from Ric Flair, like that was the only time like people really gave a damn. But it didn't work. But now it's working. What the hell changed? Like what know. changed to make him be so good? His daughter. It has to be. Ooh. It has to be. That's a beautiful thing. Fatherhood.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think I think it all finally clicked, though. I, was, I think he's just gotten... He's worked on getting better.
1: I think so. Um, like, I read some stuff where people were saying that maybe it's because we hate Shane McMahon more. And I'm like, nah, because... We love Shane. Right. Like we love Shane. So I think it's more of the fact that Miz has like really absorbed this new role as the babyface.
0: Uh he's good. Uh, <clears throat> uh next we get Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Payne Royce and Billy Kay. Uh non title tag match. Uh pretty decent match. Uh
1: the iconic match. Huh? That was a weird match.
0: It was. Um It was decent. It kinda got the point across. Uh the iconic mm-hmm. pick with the win with some fuckery. Uh, but there's a distraction going on. The Iconics win, basically, kind of shoehorning themselves into the uh, uh women's tag title.
1: Yeah, and um, I thought it was weird, but they're in there. They're doing it. Uh, next we get Rey Mysterio. He's
0: on the. He's being interviewed by Kayla Braxton, um, and he's accompanied by his little boy, who ain't so fucking little. I know. Uh, what's his name? Um, Dominic. Dominic.
1: Do you remember when he was a child? Yes, I do. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero fought in a ladder match for the rights to be Dominic's father. <laughs> WWE was wild back then. Yes. <laughs> uh, so
0: Rey announces he's going to be facing Samoa Joe at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. Um, and a little quick, a little blurb here. Rey Mysterio has um filed for the trademark for uh Prince Mysterio.
1: Hmm. Is this son wrestling? He's been training with Lance Storm. Hmm. That's a big boy. He is
0: a big boy. Um he's actually so part of the contingency, Rey Mysterio coming back was Dominic would have a shot to go down to NXT.
1: Okay. You know what would be dope, yeah. If uh, during this match somehow, some way Dominic's face gets hurt and he has to wear a mask. Oh, mm. Mm.
0: Uh, the Kevin Owens show is returned. Kevin Owens was dressed like Mick Foley would be dressed up if he was hosting a show. Uh, okay, you really... oh, felt that too, right? Okay, but yeah. I, so when I was sit, uh, laying in bed, I was like, "Why in the fuck does Kevin Owens look like he's?" To, uh, stole some gear out of a uh, Mick Foley's closet.
1: All right, like that was weird, but I was like, cool, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. Kevin Owens is actually really fucking endearing and charming when he wants to be. Um, so he has his, his uh, guests, uh, Charlotte and Becky, and of course, shenanigans go down. They start brawling, of course. Um, let's see here. AJ Styles is being interviewed by Caleb Braxton. Uh, basically says that uh, Renny Orton, he's great, but uh, AJ Styles is better.
1: What more can you say? <coughs> Ooh, that's a joke.
0: What more can you say? It is true. <coughs> uh, let's see here. Um, next, Daniel Bryan comes out, uh, basically says that, uh, that Kofi Kingston didn't deserve to be um, – Well, it is an injustice because Kofi Kingston doesn't deserve the opportunity to uh, wrestle the Gauntlet match to wrestle Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania.
1: Which, um, he had some really good points on there. And I really liked this promo um, because he was hitting on, uh, he was touching on the reality. Yeah, you're cheering for him, but he didn't deserve it. He didn't earn it. He was picked. And what, we should just give it to him just because? And I, I really was digging this whole thing. It's fire.
0: Uh, let's see here. Uh, so Kofi Kingston comes out, and it's Sheamus, and this ma- this first fall goes to fifteen plus minutes.
1: That was a good. That was a good one. I honestly expected like um, I thought that this uh, since the bar came out, I pictured it being um, he has a good match with uh, Sheamus. Uh, Cesaro gets in there and he gets like a quick roll up and then onto the next one. And then that one was going to be a tougher one. And then going into, uh, Samoa Joe, I, I thought that Samoa Joe might end the end the match altogether. Um, yeah. I thought it'd be like a nice little swerve, but I thought that Samoa was going to end it all.
0: Um, I thought so too. Um, so Seamus, uh, has his bro kick blocked. Uh, Kofi tries to roll him up 1-2 uh, Kicks out Trouble in Paradise Kofi eliminates Sheamus He's already exhausted In comes Cesaro Starts beating him down um, He hits the SOS for the pin He's been eliminated um, And they jump him Yeah, that was cold uh, Let's see here Out comes Rowan Rowan attacks him Starts beating him down uh, He gets disqualified
1: Smart And continues to beat his ass that was smart. It was. Ooh, that was a that's a nice swerve. Like you're really digging in my emotions right now.
0: Right, and I'm 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 getting hyped here. I'm like, oh fuck, here comes Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is gonna put him out. Uh, Samoa Joe basically beats his ass down pretty good. Um, gets him in. The, uh, he ends up. Uh, let's see here. Oh, he goes for the muscle buster. S- uh, some Kofi Kingston slides down, rolls him up. After the match, Samoa Joe attacks him some more, beats him down. Puts him in a coquina clutch against the rope. And the referee is finally pull him off. Out comes Randy Orton to pick up the final pieces. And this is where I'm like, all right, this is this is the fuckery. This is the fuckery right here. Uh, fuck- but it doesn't matter because Kofi Kingston blocks the RKO temp rolls him up. Uh, one, two, three. The crowd goes fucking absolutely bananas. The New Day head out there. Everybody's celebrating. I look at my phone. There's eight minutes left
1: oh man when i saw no when i saw that too i was like okay there has to be an ending promo no bullshit and then vince mcmahon comes out and i was like oh no i was I
0: was, I was just like you motherfuckers
1: you know what i half expected what um i half expected uh what's his name um eric Rowan's partner uh
0: oh luke harper
1: yeah, I expected Luke, Har- Luke Harper to come out, or Big Show to come out.
0: <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to bring up Mustafa Ali, and Mustafa Ali was going to be like... A heel? No, be like a reluctant uh, victim of circumstances.
1: Yeah, but then I also yeah. thought, uh, wouldn't it have been cool if he like tried to call out anybody, and they all didn't want to do it?
0: That would have like, been badass.
1: That would have been badass, but then uh, him bringing out Daniel Bryan was actually very poetic. It was. And what I also loved was um, that moment in the ring between um, uh, uh, Randy Orton and Kofi, and they do a callback to, what was it, 2009? Yeah. Um, So I I love that moment because then you can see it in their faces where it was like, okay cool but i also liked that they had that same callback in what was it elimination chamber when uh randy orton gets dropped and um kofi's like stupid 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 um ah oh, kofi fucking kofi this yeah. was like this was fantastic all the way around these this past couple of weeks with kofi has been incredible it was this great... is this made his career
0: was a great storytelling um <clears throat> Daniel Bryan comes in, starts taking it to Kofi, but Kofi fights back, even though he's exhausted. Uh, so we, I was a couple of times where I thought Kofi was gonna still steal it and pick it up, but alas, Daniel Bryan was too much. Um, hits him with the uh, running knee, pins him, game over. That Our hurt. Break.
1: That hurt. But
0: I was generally upset.
1: I was generally upset until. I started remembering like looking at all the people backstage that were watching him and cheering him. And it made me think, Oh, this is going to get good. This is going to get really good. And it made me think about when uh, Daniel Bryan was going through his shit and he was trying to uh, make that mark. So I will say this. I was wrong. I was wrong. I said a few weeks ago that I think that Shane and Stephanie will be the saving grace that will give uh, Kofi back his opportunity. Who's I was wrong. Um, I think it's going to be um, the superstars. I think that they're going to all come together and, like, Walk occupy out. SmackDown.
0: <laughs> Ooh, all right. Uh, let's jump to the 205 Live. 205 Live was fucking great.
1: Ooh, you know not would be dope if John Cena came out and, like, told him, like, that's not going to happen. You're going to give this match to uh, Kofi because he deserves it. Mm. Interesting. Or Undertaker, but, you know, he's on Vince's shit list right now, so.
0: Yeah. Um, Mike Canales versus Akira Tozawa. A pretty decent match. Uh, Mike Canales picks the win, saving his ass, saving his job.
1: I wasn't mad at it, but then at the same time, like, if you're looking at his face when his wife was talking, he had the seriousness about him, but it also felt like this, they don't take me seriously, like, I'm ready to leave. Like, it kind of just felt like he wanted to leave, you know?
0: They were talking a lot about Maria Canales fucking things up for him a lot. So I think they're going to split him up, which is stupid.
1: I kind of like it. And uh, the only reason why I like it is because you're not going to utilize them the way that they should be, which is uh, when they were originally called up on SmackDown. They definitely... Them and that character, that that whole tandem, it would have worked very well on the main roster. And it wasn't like they lost steam. It was that you lost faith. You put something else over it that you thought was going to work better. But this was going to work. Like It just needed time. People needed to know who he is because we already know who Maria is. We need to know who Mike Bennett is. So now I think that... um, if they do split it up, it's gonna work in their favor because then he's gonna be on two hundred five live. I'm um, trying to crush it and do his thing, and I think he can be more aggressive, um, whereas she can go on to the women's division and destroy. I think it, I think it's great, and she can still come in from time to time.
0: All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, our main event of the night was the final for the uh, number one contendership for the 205 Live title uh, to face um, Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. Uh, before the match started, though, Cedric Alexander and Tony Nese were backstage. Um, Buddy Murphy was there, too, talking shit to each other. And Cedric Alexander was like, Yo, this entire time you've been saying that that you're going to face me at WrestleMania. You know me and Tony Nese have been trading wins back and forth for the for the longest time, right?
1: Right, right.
0: And so, and so Tony Nese nice was like, hey, yeah, what the fuck, man? Um, foreshadowing. uh, Cedric Alexander and Tony Nese nice, probably match of the year candidate already.
1: Yeah, I, I would say for 205 Live, yeah.
0: The crowd was on their feet chanting, this is awesome. At the end of, of the whole shebang, they were chanting, Tony niece you deserve it. For real, Tony Nieves picks the win over Cedric Alexander after a good thirty-minute wrestling match that is a damn shame is not going to be seen by more eyes.
1: I mean, what's I think that I think uh, the end of this match was huge. Not only did like this match really go over. Not only did Tony Nese go over, I think that this match actually is going to be well-received at WrestleMania, even if it is on the kickoff show.
0: It cannot be on the fucking kickoff show. That is enough.
1: Enough! Look what they did to Neville and Austin Aries. That alone should be on the main (laughs) card. But they put it in the... uh, You know, what's crazy to me, uh, what sucks is that when you put something on the the pre-show... You watch it, but you don't watch it again. You don't because it's not on the main card. Exactly. That's like, what pisses me off. That pisses me off because I I remember watching that match and thinking, how good is this match? But then when I look back on like what was uh, – uh, uh, or looking back on and trying to find it again, I'm like, where was this match? I know that this was here. Oh, yeah, it was on the pre-show. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel the same anymore. It doesn't. These pre-show matches, like, these dudes who's ever on the pre-show should fucking, like, kill it. Like, destroy. Like, what bothers me the most is seeing, like, the Usos on a lot of pre-show matches for, like, the for like WrestleMania. Yeah. Or not even there. Yep. Or pre-show for, like, SummerSlam and shit. And it's like, dude, you know that these, you know they can kill it. Why are you putting them in the pre-show? You know the New Day is dope. Why are you putting them the, on the pre-show? Like, I don't know. It just sucks. Do you want to know what? What the greatest
0: pre-show match of all time was? What? Uh, Hornswoggle versus El Torito. WLC.
1: Okay, that was actually pretty good. That <laughs> was dumbass entertaining. Uh, that should That is a pre-show match.
0: It was great. Yeah. Uh, next is NXT. Uh, kicks off with Triple H basically saying that Tommaso Ciampa is having neck surgery. Um, I have to take the title from him. So the I was supposed to announce the main event of TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, I'm supposed to be Tommaso Ciampa versus Gargano for it. But since uh, Tommaso Ciampa can't compete, Gargano versus the winner of a five-way dance tonight, which would be Ricochet, Adam Cole, Alistair Black, Valvity Dream, and Matt Riddle. Um, Winner will face Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match.
1: I actually like just finished this match. Wow. There is no other
0: bullshit going on. No other matches. We get right into it. The five men go into it. Matt Riddle, the bro.
1: Bro. The
0: bro has so much love from that crowd. It is fucking amazing. Great match. So much action, so much chaos. The match comes down to basically Adam Cole hitting, um, who was who do he hit? Uh, Ricochet in the back of the head with the running knee. One, two, three. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver.
1: Dude, perfection. <laughs> this match is actually going to be really fucking good. Uh,
0: Valvatine dreamed to me. Okay, so I'll talk about it now. I mentioned it earlier. Um, so Valentine Dream gets a lot of flack. A lot of people say that he's overrated, this and that. To me, the reason why people say that is because he doesn't do all the flippy stuff that everyone else is doing.
1: Yeah, and that's really stupid.
0: Yeah, he is basically cut from the same cloth, like actual wrestlers, like The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H. You know, he could f- he could wrestle in any era, and succeed.
1: That's hell true, yes.
0: Because he's that technically sound. He's that good at engineering psychology. He can do it all. He just doesn't do the high-flying shit that everybody expects somebody his age to be doing.
1: Fair. And he's only, what, 23? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's only 23.
1: Man. I mean, what makes me sad... Is that we look at all this? See, that's the problem when you have like someone like Ricochet, um, who is hella good, don't get me wrong, the man is good, but you throw on all this flashy shit and you only know him from all the flashy shit that he's done. The Will Ospreay, uh, breaking the fucking like ring ropes and shit, like, you know, all this stuff from him. And you throw that out there and put that in NXT and you put that with all these other, like, guys who are doing, like, all this flippy shit that are, like, really popular. You forget that, you know, there's dudes out there that can wrestle. Yeah. That are really good at wrestling. And he's one of them. He's a natural-born talent. He came out the womb and his first letters were WWE. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like... I I don't know. That sucks to me. That Patrick Clark, that man, does not get the full respect that he deserves as a great wrestler, as a great storyteller. He has the ability to really draw you in and make you believe. Like, what's crazy to me is he had uh, he set up a match with uh, Aleister Black. What? And you only saw the hype up for it for like a week before yep. the Takeover. Yep. And you and he made you give a damn about that match. He had a he had a match with Cassius Ono that came up like a again, a week or two before takeover. No one cared, but he made you care. He is that good. So we need to start giving that man like that respect and that attention because he's a future champion. I can definitely see him going against John Cena. For a title in the future, or going against someone like someone as good as Samoa Joe, another classic with uh Alistair Black, or him and uh Kevin Owens would be fire. You know? Him and really anybody, he can make you care about the match. He's that good. And he's fantastic on the mic.
0: He's absolutely great on the microphone. Yeah. Um
1: I don't need him to do flippy shit. I need him to do him.
0: Yep, exactly. Um so Let's jump into some news. There isn't a whole lot of news. Uh, did you see the the uh, body cam footage of the... Uh, Bro! Of uh, Johnny, or is it Jay? Jimmy? Hey. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He was fucking
1: drunk. He was wasted. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, though. It really wasn't, but... Damn if i was that he's lucky he's lucky cuz if that was any other black dude <laughs> Yeah, he would have been he would have been beat he would he would have been, been bad dead. he would have been dead we uh, if that was me and i did that you would have seen uh in loving memory to, like for real <laughs> Oh, that's sad that's sad yeah. that that's we are in this country but still like he's lucky um, and Naomi, we... and 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 let's give it up to Naomi. Let's give it up to the wife, because what does she say? Oh no, we're good. Love, like he actually really wasn't. We wasn't that. D- no, no, he was oh, drunk. He was fucked up. <laughs> I drove on the wrong side of the road because it was complicated to get out. Uh, no, you were drunk. <laughs> Just, <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> you <Yeah. were> dr- <laughs> um.
0: So keeping in trend with all these other massive corporations getting new um campuses wwe is opening up a new uh headquarters headquarters in uh in connecticut a new headquarters but they're already in connecticut it was, they're in stanford but they're gonna get a whole new campus um uh,
1: so does that mean that they're hiring mm, maybe i'll move to connecticut mm, i'm not a fan of snow but i'll learn i'll i'll bleach my skin I mean, not maybe not Michael Jackson way, but light skin, so I can get in the building. Oh, that means I'd have to cut my hair. Ah, fuck it. Uh,
0: let's see here. So Booker- come on,
1: get to the shits. Oh, hold on. So <laughs> you're Booker- gonna talk about Booker T? Yeah, Booker T. How'd you know I was gonna talk about Booker T? I just know. Like, oh, like
0: That's... Booker T did an interview basically saying that uh his first his first experience in Dallas was an experience one could never imagine in the wrestling business. Um there's 50 people in the arena. They were all white and they all hated Harlem Heat. And they uh threw around the N-word like it was hello.
1: Yeah. Fuck. I when I first heard that It made me upset, but it also let me know. Like, let's be real. We we already knew. We knew what that is. You know. Like, what's crazy to me is that even though he was um, he experienced that then, it's sad that what twenty years later we're still going through it.
0: Oh yeah. What's crazy
1: to me is that. Like, okay, I put it in this perspective. um, Like. Black people didn't get the right to vote until 1968, right? And that was the year my mom was born. My grandmother didn't get to vote until my mom was born. I thought that that was just weird as fuck to me. My mom just turned 50 this year. So for the past 50 years, we've been, like, still getting, you know, the N-word thrown around, getting, like, treated like this and like that and I'm just like man I'm just a regular everyday person you know yeah it i it would suck to be like a person of wealth and or a person that is on TV or a person that's like just famous just fame overall and you think you've made it and you still get like treated like you're nothing even though you paid money to see me Yeah? Like Russell Westbrook when they said um get on your knees like you're like you're used to to him. Yeah, oh man. That was that was wild.
0: I mean, last year too, last season in baseball um I think it was in was it Boston or was it at I don't know where it was at, but uh one of the outfielders said I don't like playing here cuz they were literally screaming uh the n-word at me. I'm just like, "Yeah.
1: Like, really fuck." Like, it, it's like that and yeah. it fucking hurts because it's it's like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do to get into like to get to a point where we're feeling like we're actually equal and holy shit, Becky Lynch has a pop. Yeah. Sorry. But, no, it, it, how are we ever going to get to a point where, no, like, that's why I hate the reparations talk. I, sorry, to, we don't get on politics, ladies and gentlemen, but I think this I don't know. But, like, I hate the reparations talk. So, when people, like, look at me, like, on my podcast, Reckless Effect podcast, um, I had said, what does that mean? And I think that Bernie Sanders asked, like, a really good question. I think just people just didn't want to hear it because it's not the answer that they wanted.
0: Right.
1: And I'm just like... Like, I hate that talk. I mean, when I said, what does that mean? Like, I really got hit up and was like, yo, like, you don't know what that means? Like, I'm like, no. Like, what does that mean now? Like, if I accept money from somebody who talks shit about me, who made my people feel like less than for years, and then you give me money, and I'm supposed to be like, okay, I forgive you for all of that. No, not that. You're not buying my silence exactly like they gave the um what, native american people land and uh gave them the ability to yeah you can open up casinos and you don't have to pay taxes on it like okay is that is, are they supposed to feel better at the fact that you stole our land and like killed off the majority of our people
0: dude that land is unusable you can't farm on it you can't hunt on it it's fucking desert
1: yeah, but it's then sudden, And then all of a sudden Oh, there's a great land up there in Dakota So we can put the pipeline there Uh, sorry, that's uh, where the indigenous people live That's uh, that's their land Ah, fuck it, we'll just do it anyway The fuck? Do you really think that they, they, they don't care Like, why would I accept anything from the government After you, like Disproportionately, like Hurt an entire Like, race of people over and over and over, and I'm supposed to just say, "Give us reparations because you owe us," and then I'm supposed to like, "What? Thank you for my check." They're still gonna feel like, "Oh well, you know, we paid you, so we can say whatever we want." Yeah, and that and, and it- they're still the gonna way do way. it either way. They paid us, uh, paid us or not. Like, I, I that, that's stupid. I, it's just a stupid conversation. But the whole point is that. Um, it's amazing how we'll get to a point that no matter how far we escalate they are quick to pull us down and remind us that we are still black so to hear his story was actually like really like eye-opening yeah and i love to hear like how like how his feelings were like now like you can hear him chuckle about it but the serious tone about it was like that's still real to him it's still, it, yeah, it's still real. And it's still going to continue to be real. Um, so um, that's why I feel, that's why I felt the way I felt about having Kofi Kingston like actually win this championship. Uh, it's, it's a long time coming for this company.
0: Speaking of that, Biggie, people like us will only get so far in WWE. Uh, we got some time to contemplate what happened Tuesday night and obviously Kofi's performance and the aftermath and our reaction to all that. Um, and a little bit of time to reflect, too, on our careers and why we do this. You think of this business to some degree of being a mediocrity, that if you work hard, you show up early, you stay late, you do all the right things, you jump through all the right hoops, you, you're respectful, you don't break the law, that you get good at your craft, that you hone all that, that you find a place with the fans, you separate yourself and find a niche, uh, you separate yourself from, the, from a character perspective, from an in-ring perspective, you do everything, you check all the boxes, you show up in shape, You do everything that's asked of you in this business. That if you do all those things, you have a good chance of making it to the top. But now we understand the game. We see where the game is. That people like us will only get so far. You can climb the mountain. They'll let you climb the mountain. But as far as getting to the peak and staying at the peak, it's not a thing. uh, That people like us historically and moving forward clearly clearly can only get so far. We've done a lot of cool things here. We've been able to do a lot of things that we have never could have imagined we could do. But clearly are never meant to be more than this and for people like us that's not enough and it'll never be enough so we got to sit back and think whether we can continue to be gone for 250 days plus a year is it worth it of uh, missing the family time of doing this to our bodies leaving a piece of yourself in the ring that you can never go back all the things that we give is it worth it can we only get this far so if we got a lot of things to do obviously proud of Kofi proud of us as a trio proud of what we've done but this is all we've ever uh will ever be i don't know if it's worth it
1: Uh did you read a xavier wood statement no you got it <clears throat> yeah it says um i'm sure you guys saw what happened this past tuesday to kofi you guys probably watched the video that he did and he kind of said it best so just kind of each of those sentiments um We have other things that we enjoy doing. We have other skills. Me, I love video games. I'm part of this community, and I love this community with all my heart. Um, And this community loves me back. That's a relationship that I'm willing to be in. And considering the fact that I am attempting to create a small video game studio, that is another skill that I have. Uh, That is another way to feed myself and my family that I have. So you fully understand that... Uh, constantly being treated in a way that we new day has been treated and most likely to be treated here um, from here on out. I just want to say that I appreciate what you did Vince. Thank you very much because it's definitely shown me which direction I need to go in to take care of myself and take care of my family. Damn. And uh, he stops short and says uh, people like us. That is, I'm telling you that it speaks so highly into um, everything that I've I've, I've been saying. Like, I know it's just TV. It's just, we know, Rhonda, it's scripted. (laughs) But, like, real things come from this.
0: It's important to be able to see someone that looks like you
1: on the TV screen being the one that's at the top of the mountain. Exactly. Like, think about, like, when, uh, what's his name? Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Um, When Eddie Guerrero won the championship. Yeah. We won. Oh, yeah. Like, the Mexican community stand up. Like, that's our guy. That's Eddie Guerrero right there, you know? Um, You know, and it was time for someone that looked like me to get up there. Right. And when he first started... He had dreads. I had dreads. That was the only dude that looked like me. Now I'm growing my dreads back out, and I still have that representation of Kofi Kingston. And with him being in this light, you start to realize there was really nobody else before him. That was like that looked like us. So for him to come up there and to get to this part, and I'm not saying like there wasn't Junkyard Art or, or uh, any other like black person. I'm saying in the main event for the WWE championship and get this close to actually holding it. Like there really wasn't one. And like I said, if you want to count the rock, go ahead. But yeah, I count Booker T. I did Booker Booker T. yeah. Yeah. But he held the world heavyweight championship, not the WWE championship. Like that's a, the WWE championship is very prestigious and it does go back what 50 years. Uh, the world heavyweight championship goes back probably further, but I mean, Ron Simmons was the first person to hold that title, and Booker T was the next one. So, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like yeah. that we need that representation, and we don't get it. Oh, I'm sorry, Booker T was the next one, and then Mark Henry. But that's that's all I'm saying. Like we need that representation, and this is like real real stuff that. I don't think that they realized is actually um, touching this group of people.
0: And, and then, you know, a lot of, a lot of rappers say that uh, I'm specifically the rappers because rappers have been said, like I was a fan of WWE because I would wake up Saturday morning and I'd see real life superheroes on TV that look like me. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like where it's, it's important that the little kids need to see. He looks like me. You know, even even though we're supposed to be getting past the color of our skin, but in reality, that's some of the bullshit we're judged on every day. Exactly. And so, you know what? Yeah, he does look like me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, what's crazy to me is that I had a uh, last story. and <laughs> It's just still funny to me. Um, this guy that I know, he told me that he was talking to this girl and they had a great connection, blah, 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 blah. Um, I asked him if it was all in his head. He said no. Because she did tell him, and I read the messages that she did like him. So then um, he was like, hey, let's go on a date and everything. And then she said, um, I can't because my parents are racist. And I just want to abide by my parents' rules. So I'm not, I, I can't date you and I'm not going to like date any, other, any black guy. And I, he said, am I tripping and thinking that I should be upset? And I said, if she would have said her preference is that she's not into black guys that would be one thing but she's abiding by a racist par- yeah. a, a racist sentiment so it's like dude she's complicit if she's not um, equal or able or eager to a, eager to change their opinion so yeah you can be upset about that I'm not wrong in saying that, right? No, like, not at
0: all. I've been in, in a in a situation similar to that, but it was a uh, a religion and cultural thing. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, you know what? This is some bullshit.
1: Yeah, it, it really is because then like you're denying yourself the opportunity to learn something new, to be a part of something new, to be a part of somebody else's like energy and learn from them as well as they learn from you, all because someone in your circle that is filled with hate is denying you that opportunity and you want to uh, continue it or let it go because, oh, it's just, I I just don't want to deal with it. It's like, no, because then you're now complicit in it because your energy is shared with them. So everything that they taught you, you are now like abiding by that. So it's that doesn't make sense to me because then if it's that way, what about taking a job from someone who owns a company and they're black or they're mexican you know what i mean right that changes and then I, <clears throat> and then he told me oh yeah she doesn't work so i'm like oh well there you go so i don't know it just i just feel like <clears throat> we need we need that bigger uh, uh, we need that change and what in a couple months uh the wwe is going to uh saudi arabia again yep and um I'm understanding that they are pushing to try to get the women to perform. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. to be honest, as much as we want to see that, I'm terrified. Oh yeah. I'm terrified because what's going to happen? Because if they if the if the prince says yes, we'll have one match with those two women, but they have to be covered or whatever, and they did it, the reaction in the crowd, how is it going to be taken? Are the men going to be upset and disgusted and start to boo? Are the women going to cheer, but they they get the repercussion back home? Yeah. You know, like, or is it just going to be dead silent and there's going to be no, like, love for it? And as much as we as Americans can be like, yo, that's a beautiful thing, if it's not received well, it's a bad thing. And I think it's it's not going to happen immediately. Um, That, if, major things have to change. I don't give a fuck that women are allowed to drive by themselves now. I mean, don't get me wrong, that is a big thing. But I'm saying, like, that is... It's small in comparison to the grand the scheme of things. Picture. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I just I don't. Think they need to get the hell out of that deal. But <clears throat> I would, I would just, I, I would eat that millions that they're about that, that they're getting paid. I just don't want anything to happen to any of the girls
0: that ha- that are gonna go over there. There's just too much possibility for shit to go wrong.
1: Way too much.
0: Um, speaking of New Day, um, they will be on. Uh, Drop the mic. Against oh. SWV. Oh, shut up! Oh, I'm watching that. <laughs> uh, also, Rusev and Lana will be battling Mark Cuban.
1: Rusev and Lana versus Mark Cuban. Oh, I'm watching that too. Um. Uh, so Renee Young, no, had... I'm an average fan. Oh
0: yeah. Uh. So Renee Young was on her podcast. She basically said that one of her notes from Tom Phillips and um, Vic Joseph was to uh. Shut the fuck up. You don't need to talk all that much. Not so many words. They basically said, sit back, listen, and then talk. You don't got to talk all the time.
1: Um, Fuck Vic Joseph. That's why he's CGI'd on the NXT UK.
0: I love Vic Joseph. Yep. I think he's actually really good on 205 Live.
1: No, I don't give a fuck about Vic Joseph. I I, I don't. Um, I think his voice is annoying as fuck. Um... And I think it's more annoying than Tom Phillips.
0: I guess I'm a fad of both
1: of them. I don't like them as much. Um, like It's not Tom I, Phillips. I, I, it's I, Dirty Tom Phillips, sir. Get it I, right. D- dirty Tom Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> that face fucking asshole. <laughs> <All right. laughs> huh. No, but I just, I, I don't know. I wouldn't listen to that shit. Um, just because Renee Young has like a great opinion. And she has a great voice. And she's really good at this. Um, I think she's better than both of them. So they can suck it. All right. Um.
0: So Sin Cara think- has to, huh? You don't think so? I think she I think she's
1: better than them.
0: I like Renee Young because of her banter with Corey Graves. But Tom Phillips and Corey Graves together to me is just another level of entertainment that I can listen to all day. All right. Uh, That's. So, do so, had some big news this week. He got a new puppy. And he also, he also denied signing a new three-year deal with
1: WWE. And who else got a, a, a puppy? I don't know. AJ Styles.
0: AJ Styles got a new puppy?
1: Yeah. And Fine. he signed a new deal with the WWE.
0: <laughs> Is that how you celebrate signing a new deal with WWE You get a new puppy?
1: I don't know, but that's funny. Um, I... What's weird to me is that Sinkara hasn't re signed. It's like, where are you gonna go, bro? Gonna where can pay to Mexico, go? bro? He can, but he got a shoe deal in America. That is so. true. That is and true. I've been looking for those shoes. They are sold out. Um been yeah. going up in StockX. Uh, like, yeah,
0: dude, I've been looking for them too. They're expensive.
1: Yeah, they were like two hundred
0: bucks. Yep. Yeah. Uh TJ Gilleshaw has forfeited his, um, his UFC title because he pissed hot. Wow. Yep. Hmm. So he's suspended until January. Uh, Well, that sucks. Yep. Adam Rose has officially announced his retirement from wrestling.
1: Oh, I forgot he was still wrestling.
0: Yep. Um, WWE has signed DJ Z Um, He was a star For Impact and he is now signed
1: Okay that's dope
0: And the last bit of news I got is that uh, Titus O'Neil is going to be Releasing his first autobiography August
1: 6th Give that man the opportunity To (laughs) See that's another brother (laughs) I'm just saying Oh my gosh Ugh the fact that he's putting out an autobiography tells me that people really love him. Oh, you know I'm his biggest fan. Why is he not a singles competitor, being shown on TV, getting opportunities? He's a fucking role player and that bothers the shit up. Zack Ryder gets more love on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's no dig on Zack Ryder because you know I'm a broski for life. Oh, my gosh. Something just amazing hit me. What's that? Matt Riddle, Zack Ryder, the bros. Those two are... No, Matt Riddle is not the original bro. The original bro is Zack Ryder. How dope would it be for Zack Ryder and Matt Riddle to come together?
0: Ooh. Bro. Bro. Jeez. Uh I want to keep Matt Riddle as far away
1: from him as humanly possible. I don't give a fuck. I think that would be dope. Like, that interaction between those two. Bro. Bro. Ski. Bro. <laughs> ski. Like, that would be so dope. And then the chant begins. Bro. Ski. Bro. Ski. Don't <laughs> give Vince any ideas. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. That is fire.
0: if fire. If, if, this tur- if they turn into a tag team, I'm going to shoot you with rubber bands.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't care. Oh, man. I'll take it. I'll take it like a white girl on the chin. I'm sorry. That's just me. <laughs> oh, that was so mean-spirited. I didn't mean her getting hit. I meant, like, the nasties. Oh, <laughs> so uh, glad she listen to our show.
0: <laughs> let's talk about Kurt Angle. All right, so the reason why we skipped over the Kurt Angle uh, Baron Corbin announcement was because we have some very strong feelings about this whole thing. Now, oh. we, I've stated that I'm a fan of Baron Corbin, and we love Kurt Angle. Yes. Right? Out of the entire history this man has had in wrestling, his battles with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, John Cena, uh, who else is there that he's wrestled, Um, The Undertaker, Triple H, um, all the guys that he's gone to war with,
1: you're having him go out against Baron Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin. And again, we're we're high on him.
0: Very high on him
1: but you're going to end the career of this legend. This legend with Baron Corbin.
0: I understand that you want to push. It's a tradition as the old guy going out, you, you
1: put over the younger guy,
0: the guy you should be putting over is Chad fucking Gable,
1: Chad Gable, Chad Gable. Um, or if you're going to go, um, and you're like pushing someone old, that's, Still current, you know what I mean. Uh, Shelton Benjamin um, worked, uh, with, uh, or worked with or work with uh, the Undertaker. You know, two legends finally fucking retiring. You know, right. uh, John Cena. The how that would have been more poetic because then it's John Cena went in and that was his first match. Why not have him come back for Kurt Angle's last match? That's poetic. That is beautiful. That symmetry. That's how you close. You know? Um, or um, Samoa Joe would have been great. Um, and have him win the United States Championship. Like, he got into this business because he won the Olympic gold medals with a broken freaking neck, representing America, so why not end his career holding that title? Yeah. It's... That would be that would be perfect. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, Going against uh, we already said Chad Gable. Going against uh, Finn Balor. Going against uh, Braun Strowman. Um, going against um, fucking Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Like God. God, isn't there anybody like anybody else except for Baron Corbin? Because that is not a, the caliber of like wrestler that we'd want to see. And to be honest, if that's the match. I wanted to last ten seconds, just a double leg takedown, turn him over, ankle lock, tap out in the middle of the ring, get him out of there. Like, and even though we would be upset, th- I feel like that's the respect that this match deserves. Ten seconds in and out because you didn't care enough to give him the give him a proper farewell. Right. Anybody was better besides. That man, right? Actually, I can't even say anybody. Actually, no, I can't say anybody because he fought. Um, was it uh, the week before Apollo Cruz, and that was a good match. So it, it really could have been anybody. It doesn't have to like close out his current story. You know, it would have been amazing if he was healthy. Who, Jason Jordan? Yes, that would have been amazing because you're putting over the younger guy, and you're completing a year-long almost two-year-long story
0: yeah that would have that would have been the right way to go out
1: yeah anyway damn i wish sting was healthy too Uh...
0: all right well we're gonna get out of here unless you got anything else
1: no that's oh man that really is like everything we covered just about everything
0: yeah you know there wasn't a whole lot of news we sure stressed it out to an hour plus
1: yeah oh you want to hear a funny story yes here we go it's not wrestling related but it's funny i went to uh i went out and did my thing earlier this morning i come back home i'm sitting in my car and i'm playing yahtzee um don't ask why i just do And then I go up the stairs to get into my apartment, open the door. I'm like, yo, it's cold as hell. I can see my breath in here. Let me turn on the heat. I walk over into the hallway, click the thing, and I realize it didn't come on. I'm like, oh, did I break this thing or not push it far enough? So I'm looking and nothing's happening. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I look over to try to find the light switch and I'm flicking that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in this house? (laughs) And then I realize... Oh shit, the power's out. Oh that fucking sucks. I go outside and I'm thinking it's the whole block. So I'm looking to see if it's like the whole block and everything. Now other people's shit is on. So then I go back in the house, I'm like, did I pay the light bill? No, I didn't. Apparently I didn't pay the light bill for two months. Jesus.
0: <laughs> so I
1: I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I'm laughing, paying the bill. I'm just like what the fuck is going on In my life and then as soon as everything Cuts back on my uh, laptop Comes back on and everything comes back on My Laptop is now updating And it updated for two and a half hours So then when I finally got into it Every single app on my Laptop had to Update and the very last thing That updated was Skype For the fifth time This week (laughs) All this to say, Skype. What the fuck are you doing? What right? is do?
0: <laughs> why so many updates, Skype? Why,
1: why, why? I mean, I'm not hating. Like, please don't cut off our service just because like we're saying this. But get your shit together. What the
0: what the fuck?
1: I don't uh... get. I mean, you know, All right. unless they wanted us to sponsor them, then like we love Skype. Give us money. Give us money. All
0: right. We'll see y'all later.
1: All right. Peace.